Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
I have a great guest for you on the show with me. And name is Alice C. Hales, founder and president of Family First International. He is here to educate, inform, and help us understand about his intent to help decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors keep their integrity and finding solutions to help demarcate the fine line between decent and deadbeat, taking those that are accountable and responsible out of the system's rut of being labeled, jailed for not having resources to pay their obligations, helping to find solutions to a growing economy, but problems, jobs, to help decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors. Call in at this call-in number and hit option two and listen in at 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And let's get to it. Now, we have talked on the intent of the Bradley Amendment, the Deadbeat Parents Act, and we have had a live testimony from a family that is being challenged in this very area on previous episodes. So go and listen to it, okay? Now, inquiry minds want to know what is the next subject, and that topic is about understanding the difference between a deadbeat parent and a deadbeat parent, all right? Now, I'm going to say that one more time. A deadbeat parent obligor and a deadbeat parent obligor by default, which is the decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligor. All right. And now I am going to call Mr. Hales to the front to answer some questions concerning these issues of misunderstanding. And Brother Alpha, are you online? Yes, I am, Sister Wendy. Thank you once again for inviting me onto the show. Hey, I'm glad to have you too, Brother Alpha. Thank you for coming. And I'm going to ask the big question. What is the difference between a deadbeat parent obligor and a deadbeat parent obligor by default? <laughs> Very good question. Very good question. Let's let, let's get right into it. Oh, I, okay. I love this. As we all know, that it's always been recognized and promoted that uh, the deadbeat parent is the bad parent. You know, they don't want to take care of their obligation and what have you, and so on and so on. But uh-huh. what's never been promoted is the fact that uh, who we advocate for they're caught up in the same system and labeled under the same entitlement of deadbeat parent, but they're in there by default. Okay. Uh, yet, yes, it is true for say that you have these deadbeat parents. They take ownership of the child being theirs, but they're just not willing to pay any type of uh, uh, obligations by monetary, uh, no uh, not spending any quality time with the child, not buying the child yeah. anything, even yeah. though the child is theirs. So that's your typical deadbeat, day in okay. and day out. Okay. But your deadbeat uh, by default comes by way of the decent disadvantaged 
non-custodial parent obligor, which is someone that also takes and acknowledge the fact that they have this court-ordered obligation. They never stated that they didn't want to pay their obligation, but they simply stated factually they don't have the means and ability to pay this obligation. But that makes okay. no matter to the court system for the mere fact that uh, they, the court does not uh, recognize, they don't take in consideration uh, any type of emotional bondmanship between the parent and, and uh, child. So that's yes. out the window. But they yes. will factor in the fact that if you have not made uh, a payment within uh, a year's time or your $5,000 mm-hmm. in arrears, or if you haven't yes. made a payment within two years' time or your $10,000 in arrears, Mm-hmm. Or if you had to move out of state where the child resides for whatever reason, possibly for a job opportunity, and that job happens to fall through, and you still uh, reside out of state as being the, the decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligor, all of that is uh, reason for the system to hold these uh, obligors by default in contempt. Okay. So, 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 truth be told, these uh, obligors, by default, which are decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, again, they're not the bad ones. They're not the ones that the system wants, but the system is—they can care less. They have a—they have their system intact. It's in place. Uh, it's what they use as a as a bona fide tool to justify. Uh, and give them a, a legal leg to stand on to to justify uh-huh. who's who by way right. of uh, these obligors being labeled as deadbeats. Okay. Well, Brother uh, Alpha, let me ask this question. Does the court systems, and we're talking about the judges, do they see any difference in between the two? Uh, and do they care when they make judgments for child support payments? Well, back in the day when I first started out, back in 1999, uh, you know, it, it, it's a little bit uh, more on the lenient side as we talk about this topic today than yes. where it was back in 1999 proceeding yes. forward. Uh, mm-hmm. The hardcore cases know that the magistrates, they did not care one way or another because uh, the bottom line was money, 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 and the incentive that uh, uh, divvied up straight across the board for all of their uh, parties of concern. Uh, so yes. the magistrate side is pretty much with support enforcement. Support enforcement makes this type of recommendation. Uh, the magistrate signs off on it, and that's what it will be uh, for good, bad, or indifferent. But because of so many people, you know, coming to the table, finally speaking up and speaking out, uh, enough really is enough. There is, like I I stated, uh, there seems to be a little bit more leniency today than where it was yesteryear. Uh, But Mm -hmm. we still have a lot of work Mm -hmm. to do. We still have a yes, we do. tons of work to do. Uh, As as we all know that this is a venue where uh, certain voices have been silenced. Uh, and, 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 and everyone yes. does not have a voice as they would like to right. say something, but they're intimidated, so they won't say anything. So they pretty much take it. Uh, 
but the problem at that is we are still, at the end of the day, we are still human beings, first and foremost, uh, and the ones that uh, knows anything of having a, a heart, uh, a Christ-like heart and, and, and walking in the likeness of Christ and what have you, see, it's one thing to preach it and want to teach it, but you see, you're talking it, but you're not walking it. Uh, right. As a magistrate that occupies the bench, uh, you know, to go ahead and talk away from the bench by way of saying uh, how much you love God and how much you love people. But then when you're up on the bench, you rationale out every case by recommendation of support enforcement, which is just a demonic unit within itself. But no one's going to buck the system to speak out against it. Uh, So to answer your question, it's probably further off than closer by way of uh, these magistrates opening up some type of heart of compassion that says, or empathy that says, hey, I can recognize you as an obligor, a decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligor. Mm-hmm, I see that mm-hmm. you're trying your best. I'm going to yes. work with you on this and not work against you by keep hindering you, by locking you up and separating you from your child and what have you. Because, see, there's no incentive to that. So, you know, that's, that's where we are with that. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, you know, do you think that the, that the law can be changed or what would it take for the law to be changed or the people would have to change and stand up to tell the undue hardships the system are burdening them with in order for the system to change? What do you think about that? Well, FFI as a unit, you know, we have talked about this uh, from time to time, and that's why we've moved, you know, past that, because it takes manpower, money, it takes a whole lot of time, and you're fighting uh, people that have money that's in high places with the mindset of, uh, I just want this dollar bill at whatever expense. If I have to destroy a family or a child, a mother or father, to get to that dollar bill, that's what I'm going to do. Yes. So it takes too much to try to, you know, hit the laws, uh, you know, in the gut and, and try to reverse some things that, in my in, in my mindset, is really uh, undoable. But, again, uh, as a unit, we can honestly care less about how the laws are uh, in place on paper. Uh, yes. For the mere fact that, for the mere fact that uh, we don't uh, want to come and uh, have this lengthy talk as we as we've done before in the past and have it go really nowhere. Uh, because some people are just not willing to budge off of certain laws because of the incentives and what what uh, and some other things that's factored in. So this is uh, our approach as a unit. Mm-hmm. Just give us, mm-hmm. just just let us have our play in identifying these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors. You give them to FFI so we can enroll them onto our program services so we can work effectively and efficiently with these persons and let you, as a lawmaker, a legislator, uh, support enforcement, the magistrates, 
let you guys continue to run them up yeah. with your laws that you already <laughs> have so healthy and tech. Uh, I rather I rather uh, uh, work with you know a bee with honey than giving it some sour juice or what have you, if you know what I mean. Right, so uh, it's much more easier at, uh, with that kind of an approach. Uh, knowing that there's a user-friendly device out there to work efficiently and effectively with this particular group of persons instead of trying to combat the laws that the laws of the land. Because you and I both know that you still have to have some form of laws intact to regulate True. this venue. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, True. without some kind of laws, the whole venue runs amok, and that's not what we promote. Because FFI would never promote a get-out-of-jail-free card. And the problem is, is mm-hmm. see, we want to do our job so we can identify the decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, take them out of this ruckus, separate them from all of this hoopla, and uh, let us do what we do at best, and let the system deal with their own. That's those deadbeats. So the laws that they utilize to keep the uh, the deadbeats intact, let them keep their laws. We're fine with that. Just give us our people and let and, and let it be that. Uh, we're not going to try to hide behind um, uh, this falsified, make-believe venue that has so much incentive behind it for them to continue to tear down and wreck families and what have you. No. We are willing to uh, 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 sidebar where necessary just for the sole purpose of pulling, once again, pulling these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors out of this rut so then they won't have to be abused by way of these these kind of laws. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to ask this question. You know, do you think that, you know, by FFI, uh, you know, taking on the road to uh, to deal with the decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, would it be a threat to them in some way? Because as was said earlier, that money is really an, is the issue for why they're not really paying attention to, uh, you know, what's really going on and to help to a certain extent. Do you think that, you know, FFI will be a threat to that system like that? Because that's how they make their money, by lumping them all together in, 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 a, in a stew pot, if you know what I'm saying. Absolutely, I know what you're saying. And see, that's what we do here. If you're a decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligor. You're not one that's going to hide the money when you know you have this obligation that you're held responsible to. So that's the least of anybody's worries. Anyone that's, that has the ability to pay this obligation and you are hiding your money, you qualify for Class Deadbeat 101. <laughs> that needs to be dealt with. But we're not the ones that's going to, to give that class. The states will give that class. The prospective okay. states will deal with them and give that class. So, no, we we should not be looked upon as a uh, as uh, any type of a, uh, a threat, per se. 
we should not yeah. be looked at as, as a threat because once again, it is actually uh, to help aid come to the aid of these decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent mm-hmm. obligors. Mm-hmm. But it's also right. an open door opportunity for any uh, deadbeat that needs to make a decent uh, transformation. It, give, it it's an open door opportunity for them to get it right through us as well because they have yeah. a choice to make. They can either enroll with us and get everything structured accordingly and get this state monkey off your back, or you can yeah. work it out yourself and fight tooth and nail with them day in and day out uh, and keep complaining about the ongoing issues uh, because, uh, truth be told, Sister Wendy, I get so tired of hearing uh, how uh, the, these these people, these obligors, they go to court, they, uh, for the most part, they don't feel as though they're getting uh, adequate uh, representation by these yeah. public defenders. Yeah. Then you have right. others that simply can't pay for any type of representation. Then down in Georgia, you have obligors uh, that stands up in front of the, their magistrates, and they don't even get any type of representation before being sentenced to, <laughs> to jail time. Uh, I, you know, I it's, agree. It's, it's, yeah, it's I agree with it's that. what it's doing, but they need this type of advocacy and put put on some bona fide, doable, workable, user-friendly program services. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we will keep the states uh, involved from time to time because there's no reason for the states to have to shadow this kind of work. But we will ha- have it set up where everything is reported in a timely manner, uh, and these people should not have to continue to walk in and out of court and no, we also do not promote for these obligors once they find adequate means and abilities to pay their obligation. We do not uh, uh, adhere to the open door policy just so free willingly to have our clients, these decent disadvantaged non custodial parent obligors, keep running in and out of court at every beckoning call of the custodial parent just because right. our client got a uh, an eight cent raise. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 another question or maybe it might be a statement as to say that even though the courts uh you know have all of these issues that they're doing to the obligors this way and we're speaking of the decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligor um you know they at most time don't even have a right to be heard. So I believe that, you know, your uh, organization, FFI, will uh, implement a voice for them as well. Is that is that uh, a, oh, a right way to put it? Yeah. Absolutely. We're, we, we're, okay. we're, built, we're building allies down in Georgia as we speak because uh, I was privy to be introduced to a very nice young lady that's, that's an attorney down there, and she's doing her part. I've seen her work, and I'm, it looks very promising. Uh, she's just been invited into this venue right out of law school, and, but she looks very promising. She's got a voice like mine, and I love it because she, yeah. she's thorough. She's on point. She sounds. She could have fooled me when I first talked with her, Sister Wendy. It sounds like she's been invited into this arena eons ago. Uh, mm. <laughs> but the wow. thing is, is that she knows her business, and uh, we're looking to try to. 
come together on some stuff and make the proper voice be heard in these various locales because, again, we can't look for the states to sign off and validate who's who. Uh, They're using their formula by way of finding out who's in contempt, and that's all that they are concerned about because once they use their formula and they find you to be in contempt, uh, your hind parts is theirs, all theirs. So they're not yes. trying to use any other formula by way of, oh, this is a decent person. This is not. That person over there is decent. This person isn't. They can care less. <laughs> is, there, is there formula or, or, or bust? Okay. Well, that's some good stuff right there to be hearing, you know. Um, I think, you know, it's a great thing that FFI has taken on the role to protect what the system doesn't protect, which is the right to be heard, a right to a decent uh, judgment, and most of all, a right to, you know, to know that they are people too and they're just not uh, money flowing in and out of the system, you know, like a credit report or something. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I just think it's a wonderful thing that uh, what you are doing. Um, truly, it is one that is needed to help to audit what is going on with Thank our you. systems for sure. And so the question, you know, that I would have to ask is if someone else believes in what you are doing and they want to put out a hashtag, like the hashtag that they put out on Bring Back Our Girls, okay, and and they believe in what you are doing and they want to put out a hashtag to say, let my people go, uh, how would you feel about that, your personal take on that? Well, there's absolutely nothing that's uh, hurtful or endangerment to how someone feels and decides they want to campaign by way of their personal plights or their feelings or what have you. See, that's not something that FFI endorses. Uh, so we can't go to anyone and tell them, uh, no, you shouldn't do that. No, by all means, let your feelings you know, be, be be known about and let your voice be heard. Absolutely. Yes. Put out your hashtag as long as you don't put anything in associated to FFI because we did not endorse any of that. Uh, right. We, you'll know when our campaigns truly hit the table. You'll know uh, because these are one-of-a-kind first-time appearances by way of these types of campaigns. But, we, but before uh, we even try to go to that point because see one thing sister wendy is that we don't have the the time or the energy to chase people down we don't want to ever get to a point where we're calling people out by names and what have you yeah i mean you we all know that there's crooks thieves uh you know people that go for the juggler they're out there and yeah for good bad or indifferent these people this is what they do. This is what they signed up to do, even though they're under the oath in which they took and signed up for when they were sworn in. Yeah. The, th- the thing is, is that at some point in time, we grow up in life, or we should grow up in life, and what you've been doing over a period of time, you, you should be getting now to a point where you say, well, time is finally catching up to itself. Uh, enough really is enough. It's just going to be a matter of time before uh, some other people uh, that they really have to pay attention to is, is yes. going to come to the table and it's going to force their hand. So mm-hmm. what I would rather do is why can't we just 
come to the table with some meaningful stuff right here, right now, before we have to eventually show up at the table and where everybody's still throwing dirt on the table. Listen, one thing about me, the individual, the human being, don't come to my table and throw dirt on it. I got a problem with that. I agree. Okay. Either my home table or my business table. (laughs) Don't throw dirt on it. Yeah, okay. that's right. I, I see is, you but, now. But this is this is the deal. This is business, but it's personal as well. Yeah. We as individuals, first and foremost, we should be able to come to the table with some meaningful things and get some work accomplished. And for those people that come to the table, they don't like what they hear, step away quietly. Reevaluate some stuff, the two or three of you. You know, you may come back to the table and just may make a suggestion to twist or tweak a few things. Not twist, yeah. tweak a few things. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. Everything is negotiable by way of putting something in play that is going to be user-friendly for these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors. Because, see, at the end of the day, we at FFI, we believe in the overall promotion of family reunification by way of making sure that that decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligor, male or female, can sit down and talk to, not at, but to, that's right. Parent and have some family downtime interaction with the child. Yeah. Because, see, the Which way that things are going right now, Sister Wendy, is uh, for most people, they catch havoc and heck because if they can't pay their obligation, the custodial parent now uh, plays another card in the deck that says, well, if you can't pay your obligation, I'm not going to let you visit and see the child. That's bad. Yes, it is, because you're using the child. You're setting the child up to be used as a pawn. Absolutely. And there's not enough magistrates that's coming clean on that type of business, again, because of the incentives that they promote by way of keeping the families divided. Right. So that's where that coming to the table piece comes from, because Mm. this, this... Still so much stuff that, you know, I hold back on that I don't share because that's a conversation to be had at that table when we can get there. But we only want to play our role in this venue to get things where they godly should be family was structured and implemented by God himself. If it was good enough for him, I'd be doggone if it shouldn't be good enough for these jack-behinds here. (laughs) Well, let's bring in this question then, you know, because what you're saying is very, very true. And, you know, and using the children as pawns is, is a disgusting way to extort money or extort or exploit you know, children just for the sake of, you know, just for the sake of money is is an issue when, like you said, they can sit down and talk 
instead of acting. And so this question to you would be, do you think that the lawmakers will ever change this policy for the better? You know, I used to have hopes, high hopes that that would have already occurred, but I was thinking this back in 1999, <laughs> 2000, 2001. It hasn't happened as of yet. Uh, we're 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 their constituents. We actually put in a vote to get them elected, so they can occupy that seat first and foremost. Yes. If if for whatever reason, me the individual, if I'm not, if if you're not catering to what you already know about, and factoring my issue in, amongst the so many issues. Yes. But this kind of an issue sends good people to jail unjustly, and you don't have a say or play or anything else to do with trying to rectify it for the better, I need to do my part in making sure that you're not reelected. Okay. Because, see, this is the deal. That's a good one right there. See, see, this is the deal. You got so many people that's in hock by payment or, 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 or by lack of payment in so many different areas, mortgage, student loans, IRS, uh, your boat payment, whatever, car payment. But, see, you don't go to jail for any of that. You just yeah. are considered to be behind in your payment. You don't go to jail for that. But over here on this end, in this particular venue, you don't, you, get, you, 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 you are held hostage to a, a device that's utilized by the, by the state, their system. They find you in contempt. They look at you through the DPPA Act. Yes. Now you're a deadbeat. Well, hell, you ain't got nowhere else to go but further down. And further down, to me, is nothing else but jail time. But was all that necessary is the question. Was all that necessary? You cannot get blood out of a rock yesterday, today, and you won't get it tomorrow. Last time I checked. So so the deal with that is if somebody comes and they speak their piece, if they're able to speak their piece before uh, the magistrate in support enforcement, and if they just clearly state the fact, listen, I'm doing my 100 job searches a week. I I had three interviews, uh, but they all fell through. Yes, I am living in another state because this is where I'm settled right now and my child lives in the next state over from me, but I don't need to move back there because there's nothing there. I need to try to stay here in this new land and see what may prosper here. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. But, but, but nothing beats a failure but a try. And at least I'm trying. my point being I'm trying something. That needs to be acknowledged. That does not mean... Oh, just write them off. Label them as a deadbeat. They're in contempt. Oh, no problem. <laughs> they haven't made a payment. They don't have a job. Not even a potential right. job coming up. Oh, right. let's lock them up. Explain well, all of that to the taxpayer at the end of the year and see how mm-hmm. much money comes out of their pocket. Explain it mm-hmm. to the child mm-hmm. the reason why your mom or dad, as the decent, disadvantaged, non custodial parent, obligor, keeps getting uh, thrown in jail because they can't pay child support. Right. Now the state to go to the child I and agree. say, don't worry about it. It's not your fault. Hmm. But, it, but, but the state won't promote the fact that even though we threw your parent in jail for trying, 
See, that's the thing that they won't promote. We threw your parent in jail for trying to do what's right. Yes. Oh, picture well, that. How the heck does that crap work? Well, you so, know, I just So where I am with that, Sister Wendy, it, it comes down to this. We got to come to the table intelligently with some meaningful, user-friendly things and not by way of all that old defunct stuff that, you know, the state likes to go ahead and throw out there to you. Oh, well, we got this in place. We got that in place. Listen, if you had something in place, then why were you holding out on this bunch? Why were you holding out on this particular group? See, they have a, a system in place where they like to keep all of their funds, their funding and what have you. They yes. like to recycle it amongst themselves in-house. So they don't want to uh, reach outside their box to try to invite uh, other uh, meaningful groups, FFI and some other meaningful groups, into play because, oh, you're messing with our money now. You're, you know, we, we, we already getting a small piece of the pie, and it's going to be even smaller if we bring you guys in. So, no, we, we, we got to keep doing this internal stuff. Well, let me tell you, it's the internal stuff that's not been working. It hasn't been working, and it's not going to work because you got the wrong people managing the wrong stuff at the wrong time, doing all the wrong stuff, because this is what they thrive on. This is what they do. So, uh, truth be told, I don't, I honestly don't, um, I don't see a whole lot of things uh, just being thrown out there by the upper upper echelon of government by way of saying, uh, hey, FFI, we want to meet with you guys. Uh, let's have a meaningful meeting, which, which means don't just come to the meeting just with all of your complaints. I, mm-hmm. FFI wants to sit down and have a meaningful meeting, which means yes. for every complaint, we will come with some type of a uh, re- uh, resolution at least two to three that can resolve every issue. Okay. In other words, the pros and cons to right. uh, okay. uh, rectifying this system. All right. Well, I guess the last words that I would like to ask is if you can give it in a nutshell of maybe a minute and a half, uh, tell, the, tell the listeners again, what is the difference between a deadbeat parent obligor and a deadbeat parent obligor by default? The difference being the deadbeat parent is the parent that knows that they have this court order obligation. It is their obligation to pay, but they are willingly avoiding to pay their obligation, willingly. There's no other way around it. And the decent disadvantage, I mean, uh, the deadbeat parent by default, which is our uh, client that we advocate for by way of them being a decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligor, is the, the, the parent that acknowledges also they have this court order obligation. They just lack the means and ability to pay this obligation. But according to the state, if through the DPPA, which is the Deadbeat Parents Punishment Act, according to that act, any parent that, uh, any obligor, I'm sorry, that has not paid their support order for one year 
or $5,000 in arrears or has not paid in two years and $10,000 in arrears or may reside in one state and the child resides in another state, that is the tool that is used to uh, 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 take that obligor by default, take Mm -hmm. them and hold them in contempt, which now labels them as a deadbeat. But they're not truly a deadbeat. They're just a decent person of integrity that's falling on hard times, and that needs to be talked about. All right. And thank you very, very much, my brother, Brother Alpha, for coming on to the show and giving us a Yeah, for giving us a greater understanding on child support issues. Now, if you are interested in contacting FFIs and you can contact Mr. Alpha C. Hells by telephone, which is 860-913-6516. That number again is 860-913-6516. Or go on to the website at familyfirstint.org, or you can even contact them by email at familyfirstinternational at gmail.com. And this group is available for speaking engagements. Contact FFI to set up for a speaking engagement in your area. Now, for all you people out there that have heard what was on the topic today on It's Our Business to Tell Your Business in Child Support News, I hope that you have enjoyed this program. And I thank you very much. And you can contact me, Lardy Miss Clardy, for general information, comments, or concerns at familiesandvictimsoffraud.com or email me at professionalrookies. 2012 at gmail.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash W Clardy. Come join us on Child Support News every Thursday at our new time scheduled at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And coming up next on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company is... Lordy Miss Clardy going international with What's Up Ninja coming to America this Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 9.30 p.m. W.A.T. Time, which is Nigeria's time. And thank you for listening in on Lordy Miss Clardy and company on BTR because it's our business to tell your business and what you're doing. Stand up, speak up and speak out against victimization and fraud. Do have a good night.